Financial Times in London. I'm Patrick Jenkins, the FT's financial editor, and this is FT News. HSBC has reported a small after-tax loss, but it has delighted shareholders nonetheless with news that it will return more capital to investors, sending the shares sharply higher on Monday. Well, here to explain the phenomenon is Ronit Ghosts, who is head of global banks research at Citigroup. Ronit, thanks very much for joining us from New York. Give us an explanation. I think the main reason for the jump in the share price, most people agree, is because there was a positive surprise on HSBC's capital position. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, there was a major positive surprise on capital. Stuart Gulliver basically got an early Christmas present. The core capital ratio that we analysts look at, the CET1 number, was 13.9% in the quarter. That was 12.1% previously. People had expected that to go up to the high 12s, but no one expected it to be close to 14%. And basically, they've had the benefit of a large regulatory forbearance. One percentage point of that capital ratio improvement is a change in regulatory treatment by the UK regulators on how they treat HSBC stake in banker communications. Underlying, there was some organic capital generation. There was also the benefit of divesting Brazil And that's part of the long-term story under Stuart Gulliver since 2011 of slimming down the sprawling former colonial imperial banks to something more slimline and more fit for purpose for the 21st century. So the capital was big positive. So as you say there, probably the biggest element of that surprise was the regulatory treatment of the stake they have in the Chinese bank, BOCOM. That all sounds very niche and technical until you realise that actually it potentially flows through into HSBC's ability to pay a far higher dividend or at least to buy back shares. And I think you said in your research publication that this assures the dividend yield and makes it more concrete in the sense that there won't be dilution from a script dividend. It'll be a cash dividend certainly going forward. And of course, HSBC is on a near 7% dividend yield, making it one of the highest yielding stocks on the FTSE. Absolutely spot on. It's all about, for us, the dividend. In fact, for HSBC, and you could maybe use HSBC as a template for the broader bank sector, banks really don't have much top-line growth anymore these days, whether it's HSBC or other UK banks, other Asian banks, American banks. It's all about being able to return a solid dividend. And there's been a big investor debate. There's been a big debate in the market about how sustainable HSBC's dividend was They're currently paying out 51 cents per share. And that, if you kind of put that through the current exchange rates, just under a 7% dividend yield, close to 7% dividend yield. And given where interest rates are right now, given how much money you'll get from your bank account, that's a pretty strong dividend number. Now, previously, there has been a debate in the market, and we were part of that, questioning whether that dividend would be sustainable because we didn't think there was much of a buffer above the regulatory minimum capital requirements, number one. And number two, um, the earnings progression of this bank had not been particularly positive over the last 12, 18 months in keeping with the rest of the sector. They'd had a lot of earnings downgrades, so there were question marks about whether they were over-distributing. Now, what matters without getting too technical about it is the capital ratios at the local subsidiaries as well as the group level. And with the announcement on Monday, we've got a much higher group level capital, and that means I think they can now, for the foreseeable future, do rolling buybacks, basically neutralize the script dividend. They've been paying part of their dividend in shares, which is a bit of cheap dividend, really. So the headline 6 or 7% would come down to more like a 4 or 5% because they'd be issuing 2% stock on a rolling basis. 
if you can neutralize, you can buy back that stock issuance, you're getting a net 7% dividend yield. So whether you're a retail investor or an institutional investor, that's a very healthy dividend. So plenty of reasons to be bullish on HSBC then, and the market generally is. I mean, I mentioned the share price jump on Monday. The shares are now trading on a high that we haven't seen for around about 18 months, or at least nudging those levels. The one thing that people haven't talked about is the fact that HSBC is arguably the world's biggest trade bank. There are a few others to rival it, including your own Ronit Citigroup. But HSBC relies on global trade. And it's kind of bizarre that the market hasn't pegged back the valuation of HSBC for the risk of a Donald Trump victory in the US elections. HSBC is one of the world's leading trade banks. You're absolutely right. When you look at cash management and trade finance, it often gets lumped together. It accounts for around 20% of the group revenues. So when you drill down into that number, more of the revenues come from cash management and custody than trade finance. Of course, trade finance is often the lead product and then spills over into lots of other areas and linked products like foreign exchange and so on. But at the actual amount of revenues you get from trade finance is in the single digits for HSBC as a percentage of group revenue. It's a core part of their history. I mean, this bank was set up back in, gosh, 1863 or so, really to facilitate the commodity trade along the South China coast from India up to mainland China and back. And it's really core to their DNA, but it's not as much as a percentage of earnings as you'd expect it to be. Now, cash management custody, which is bigger, of course, has been hurt quite a lot since 2007-8, since the global financial crisis by close to zero interest rates. If we do start seeing a few more rate tick-ups, albeit modest, that definitely helps take some of the pressure off margins. Now, we're not expecting margins to go rocketing up, but some of the margin pressure we've seen in their Asian business and their U.S. business, this is a very large U.S. dollar and U.S. dollar-linked balance sheet some of that margin pressure will begin to ease. There are silver linings here, but you are right to highlight that HSBC is definitely one of the leading trade banks. On the earnings call on Monday, Stuart Gulliver, the CEO, did flag that on their numbers, they were gaining market share. Now, that was questioned or queried by some of the analysts in the call, but on their numbers, they believe they're gaining market share in trade finance. Well, we'll see how this pans out. Obviously, Stuart Gulliver will be hoping that as he goes into his last year or two in charge, or at least that's the expectation, this is a bit of a turning point, certainly on the capital front, but maybe on the earnings front as well. Ronit Ghost, thank you very much for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy the FT's Banking Weekly. You can find this every Tuesday at ft.com slash podcasts.